0: Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast. 10 minutes every day with life, who Jesus meets yours. You got your daily Bible reading today from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. To the Church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always give thanks to God for all of you, as we make mention of you in our prayers, because we constantly remember before God our Father, your work produced by faith, your labor produced by love, and your patient endurance produced by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers loved by God, we know that God has chosen you, because our gospel did not come to you with mere words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You yourselves know very well what kind of people we proved to be for your sake while we were with you. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord when you welcomed the word during a time of great affliction with the joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became a model for all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Indeed, the word of the Lord has resounded from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith in God has become known. As a result, we do not need to say anything, because they themselves inform us about what kind of reception we receive from you, and how you turn to God from idols, to serve the true and living God. They also report how you patiently wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, the one who is going to rescue us from the coming wrath. This is the word of our God. Moving from the Old Testament, um, an Old Testament minor prophet, back to the New Testament, our reading plan this year covers all of the minor prophets in the Old Testament, as well as most of the letters of the New Testament, um, all of the letters of the New Testament, and most of the Gospels. And here in Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians, we aren't taking them in chronological order, 1 Thessalonians was not Paul's first letter. His first letter was probably the letter to the Galatians written between his first missionary journey and his second missionary journey. Uh, the, the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, were written during his second missionary journey. Um, Paul had visited the city of Thessalonica. That's way up in Macedonia, um, the, just north of Greece, in the, I would say, the, the northwest corner of the Aegean Sea. Um, Um, if you were thinking of a mental map there. And he was there at Thessalonica for just a, a short period of time for just under a month, and that's the time that he had to work with the people there, work with the congregation there. And then, as happened often, um, while both Jews and Gentiles received the gospel message, some of the Jews became hostile, and Paul was forced to leave abruptly in the night, making his way down the road a little bit to Berea. And he was there at Berea a short time, until the Thessalonian (laughs) Jews followed Paul, and then Paul finally left down to Athens. Um, as he scooted his way down to Athens, you can read about that in Acts chapter seventeen, the visit to Thessalonica, Berea, and Athens. As he's waiting there in Athens, he sends he sends Timothy back to Thessalonica to see how things are going because he had to leave so abruptly and in the face of opposition with a young congregation, and um, and we hear about that here in First Thessalonians chapter three. So that's kind of the context and the setting, um, and. Looking at 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, a couple of things stick out. Uh, first of all, that Paul was only there for a short period of time, but he he covered a lot of doctrine during that time. And then secondly, there seemed to have been some concern about Judgment Day and the end of time. Uh, this congregation was certainly looking forward to the return of Jesus, and Paul talks about that here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And that might give us a little bit of an insight into some of the major, you know, cornerstones foundational aspects of the teachings that paul that paul taught as he as he preached as he taught there's this urgency that yes jesus is coming soon there's definitely an urgency. This isn't something to sit back and say, oh yeah, I'll get to that when I get to that. And that's probably a good idea. I should I should really think about that. Paul is urgent when he talks about the coming of Jesus. And this is something that they need to be ready for. They need to be prepared for. And with 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, he's going to have to correct a little bit of their misunderstanding because they seem to have had a little bit of a misunderstanding about that end of time discussion during the time that he is gone. Um, As we begin and we look at chapter one here, you notice that there's a a little bit more uh, thankfulness, a little bit more gratitude, um, a little bit more encouragement than we normally see in the beginning of Paul's letters. Grace and peace to you from our God and Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we talk about the thankfulness. We always give thanks for all of you as we make mention of you in our prayers. Because we constantly remember before God, our Father, your work produced by faith, labor produced by love, and patient endurance produced by hope. You notice that that three-part, you know, faith, hope, and love go hand in hand in hand. Um, The faith produces work. The love produces labor, um, hard work, you know, even that, that phrase in English, a labor of love and hope produces patient endurance, hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That idea of patient endurance is um, is perseverance during hardship. It's bearing up under pressure. And so, When Paul says that, obviously he's saying that that's a general fact, but knowing the history of this congregation, that the pastor was driven out of town through persecution from the Jewish, the Jews living in Thessalonica, the congregation itself is still there. And there, they probably had to have quite a bit of patient endurance bearing up under pressure (laughs) during, during these last few weeks, especially. And maybe that's a good thing for us to remember. That when we talk about the work of the church, these three things must work together, faith, hope, and love. That, first of all, the church is unique because it is built by by Jesus Christ, and it is built as a household of faith, and that faith produces work. Um, Faith always bears fruit, of course, but then Christians working together in faith, they... They work together toward a specific goal. Um, that specific big goal might be obviously the, the evangelization of an area, um, bringing the gospel to all nations. But then there might be other areas where they work together on a more day-to-day basis, um, maybe accomplishing some some short-term projects or just the, the simple everyday encouraging one another, um, whether that's in a weekly Bible class or in a, a Zoom small group or something like that. All of it, part of the same, the same basic faith that we share, that Jesus Christ is building his household of faith. Uh, this labor produced by love. Um, when you think of love... I know I've talked about this before. Love is a verb. It is an action word. And it is usually a law word, like love God, love your neighbor, Um, as opposed to, you know, maybe a gospel context would be God showed his love for us in giving his his son Jesus Christ for us. But when we talk about your labor produced by love, that is a love from God that is reflected through us. And so this is part of your sanctified Christian living. The labor produced by love is love that is spurred along by love for Jesus. And love for neighbor, so that so that we want to do what is best for them in all things and at all times. And then finally, that patient endurance produced by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That idea of patient endurance and bearing up under hardship is, is something that we really need to... Um, we'll be coming back around again to a few more times in Paul's letters. He talks about it a lot, that how do we how do we patiently endure not just not just get through something not just deal with it not just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and say all right well we got to do it so let's go do it but this patient endurance is um is actively carrying and managing the burden Not so that it crushes us, but that we together bear up under it. That is to say, if there is a specific challenge um, or a specific, you know, persecution in this case that comes about, that we stick together as Christians and that we work together to encourage one another and to, to give God an opportunity to use this specific challenge or difficulty for our good. And how do we do that? We look at the Word of God um, individually or as, or collectively, and we work together to do what is right according to that Word of God and patiently, patiently doing what, what needs to be done so that we don't get discouraged, but also so that, you know, Jesus get, has a chance to continue building his church, you know, because obviously God can do anything, anything that is in line with his character and will, but he has purposely restricted himself when it comes to creating faith and strengthening faith. He has purposely restricted himself to this gospel message in word and in sacrament, that gospel may be spoken, remembered, um, sung to one another in him and songs That gospel may be memorized and uh, repeated later, but it's a gospel message that even if you put it into your own words, that it has to flow from the objective word of God. That is what gives us patient endurance. That is what gives us patience and perspective, even and especially when um, life doesn't look like it's matching up with what we want and life doesn't look like what we may have expected it to do for us. And so as we kind of wrap up today, thinking about faith, hope, and love, um, the takeaways that we've got. How does, how does faith prompt your work? How does your Christian faith influence your day-to-day task? And that idea of love producing labor, that labor is, is an ongoing task that is more difficult and takes a lot more time and dedication. And then finally how about the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ that hope that we are looking forward to the the promise of the promise of heaven the promise of fellowship together with our Lord and forever with him in heaven that is a promise that is sure and certain that is a promise that yes even affects our day-to-day life today because the reason that heaven stands open to you is because Jesus has taken away your sin and until then, Jesus has brought you into a body of believers, a fellowship of believers together, where you work together to encourage one another, to bear up under all sorts of outside pressure, under all sorts of affliction and temptation. And so take a moment and find somebody to encourage. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raise with Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for our Thirsty episode and our first episode with Professor Mark Pauschen. God bless your day.